G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it is great to have you here listening today. My name is Lockie and I'm the host of this experience. And really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. Today, I sit down with Riley Brown and we talk through part two of the You've Got Style series, which is all about discovering a unique style in which we can connect with God. And today we're talking about prayer and the disciples ask, Lord, teach us how to pray. And it's something that all Christians have asked at some point. And so we're talking about how we can pray personally, how we can pray persistently and how we can pray expectantly. So we give a real practical breakdown of what it looks like to pray within the unique style that God has gifted us with. Well, Riley, I feel obliged to start the podcast the same way as I did last week with Chris. And um, that is with these words. Riley, you've got style. You've got style. Lucky, you've got, you've got some great style too. Oh, I, thank um, you. Yeah, to be honest, I, <laughs> I'm actually a part of something next week that's going to involve some filming. I'm helping um, with like a training video. Uh, per se around like per se i don't even know what per se means it's a training video <laughs> for like facilitation right and i've been told like don't wear any green because there's going to be a green screen involved in the filming and um i recently just like yeah just looked at my wardrobe and um majority of my clothes if not 50 percent, are green clothes so i actually don't know what i'm going to wear really filming day green um, clothes like like a khaki or like just a green oh forest green alpine green pine green you name it bottle green these are literally all greens that I own. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm in a bit of trouble in terms of my wardrobe for next week. In terms of have I got style? I like to think I have a little bit. Is it mostly green? Yes, I give off very much Hulk vibes, but without the muscles. So there you go. Well, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very, uh, I'm in the ninety percent charcoal region. So <laughs> I'm not sure I do have style, but that's okay because today we are talking about how everyone does have a style. And um, recapping our kind of conversation from last week, we talked with Chris about everyone has their own unique style and in that style is your best avenue to connect with God. Mm -hmm. And I think we've put this kind of cookie cutter approach to like connecting with God at some points. And what we're really talking about is like everyone is unique and then therefore have a unique way of connecting with God. And I'm really excited about this conversation, Riley, because we're taking that a step further. And I guess we're really building on the foundations of last week. So if you haven't already checked out last week's podcast, it is a bit of a longer one, but uh, I think it's quite valuable. And also last week's Beyond a Home it'll really help you to, to kind of get a, a handle on what it looks like firstly to have style. And then this week we're talking about what it looks like to pray in your style. Um, and I, I'm really keen for that, Riley. So I was just wondering uh, if you could just give us a quick rapid fire recap of what we talked about on Sunday so that we can get deeper into the application of today. Yeah. Well, listen, Sunday, we, we kind of looked at the fact that like, yep, we all have our own style. We have our unique way of kind of connecting to people, to the world around us. Um, but at the same time, connecting with God too. And in a world that apparently is just as busy as ever, there's so many different ways to connect, um, you know, with the things that are happening around us. There's so many distractions. There's so many ways to live that rushed, hurried, busy pace of life um, that in those seasons where we are just simply busy uh, it can just feel like god is so far and so distant away so i guess what we we're really grappling with on the weekend is that hey this is actually a god this is a heavenly father that even in those seasons where we're super busy he is actually close to us <laughs> he's actually not distant um, from us even though we're in our own frantic um, kind of you know space of mind 
um, that God actually wants to have a personal relationship with us. And I know this is something we're going to continue to talk around in this conversation if you've got style as well. So brace yourself for that in the upcoming weeks. Um, but this, yeah, this kind of last conversation we had was really looking at a conversation that Jesus had with his disciples and the disciples came to him or his followers came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Like teach us how we can have this connection to God like you have with, um, with him. And Jesus kept it really simple. He said, he actually showed them through his actions. Like when Jesus went to pray, when he went to connect with his heavenly father, he disconnected to connect. He disconnected to connect. He'd get away into places where uh, he was away from the big crowds that were following him. He went to places of solitude. He went and found his own space and he prayed. In fact, some spaces he revisited and, and disconnected to connect with God. So there's kind of this principle we learned there, but then we talked about uh, in part two of you've got style and a beyond at home episode around these three principles of prayer as well, that God, and when we connect with God, that we can actually pray to him personally, that he says, Hey, you can address me as like father. And that Aramaic kind of word, that Hebrew definition of father being like Abba being like dad, you can address him in a personal way, just like an earthly father. You have a heavenly father who wants to be known by you and he wants to get to know you. And at the same time, the second principle of when you pray, Hey, pray persistently. You can pray persistently with shameless persistency, shameless audacity, keep knocking at the door and you can pray expectantly. You can pray with a boldness. Um, and I think it's the prayer that God's going to answer every time. And I know we're going to keep talking about this across this uh, conversation series as well, um, that we can pray expectantly that whenever we talk to God about something that's on our heart, when we give him our heart's attention, like God's going to respond to that every time. It might not be in the way we think, it will look like or the way we hope it looks like, but he has our best interests at heart. Um, and listen, part of praying expectantly as well is actually just that trust in God too, to know that he has our best interests at heart. Um, big application this week, praying in your style, whether you're a traditionalist, ascetic, enthusiast, uh, contemplative, sensate, all those different spiritual pathways we talked about in part one and that Chris talked about this week, the big challenge was to pray in your style, to carve out that time in your week and prioritize that to either begin that journey, maybe for the first time to revisit it. Um, but then even if you're a follower of Jesus, just to prioritize that within your own life, to pray personally, to pray persistently, to pray expectantly and disconnect to connect with God. Yeah, so good. And I think that that question of um, the disciples that they say, um, Lord, teach us how to pray. I think we could ask that and we do ask that. And I guess that's the reason why we're doing a series or a message dedicated to this, because even though, the disciples asked it and Jesus answered it. Um, we want to continue to equip people to pray and to pray in a way that that really works for them and pray in a way that they can really connect with God. So let's dive into some questions. And we're really centering around those three principles that you've kind of really neatly outlined there, um, praying persistently, praying personally, and um, praying expectantly. Yeah, expectantly. So we're just going to, we're going to break those down just a little bit further and really get application based because that's what we do here on the Beyond the Message podcast. And then we'll talk about how we can really apply those three principles um, within our own style. So let's get, let's get cracking with it. I'm really keen. Um, I think this would be really valuable. So Riley, how can we pray personally? What does it look like to, to really get on a, on a like one-to-one -one basis with God sitting down? I don't know what your imagery is like, but, you know, kind of like sitting down either over a cup of coffee with God, um, talking about, you know, vulnerable things in your life. Like just this idea of like a personal relationship you have with a friend or, you know, like just a close person. How, how can we get to that stage where we're personally connecting with God? 
Well, I think it just begins, or at least this is what I found. It starts with knowing how personally, just how personally God wants to get to know you. And again, even in, in how Jesus, you know, told his disciples, Hey, like when you pray to God and we're talking about the Lord's prayer here is what we're looking at on the weekend. And the Lord's prayer has made me pray. A lot of us has heard, even if we haven't been part of church, like our father in heaven, hallowed be, our name, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come and so forth. Like he says, when it comes to actually connecting with God, when it comes to addressing God, you can address him again as an earthly father, um, which I find just like incredible. But for the disciples at, at this time, when they're talking to Jesus, this would have been revolutionary for them because what they're hearing is Jesus saying like, yep, you can come before God with all your formalities, all these things to impress him. But at the end of the day, like he actually, like he's, just wants to be a dad. Like this is how he wants to be, to be known by you. And he personally wants to know you as his own kid, as his child, as his own son, like as his own daughter. Um, it's really one of the things interesting there. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, Riley. Like I think as well, like he wants to connect with us and I'm just looking through this list of the styles. And as I said, in my example, oh yeah, like having a cup of coffee with God. Well, like mm. that's my own style kind of overlaid onto what yeah, it looks yeah. like to connect with God. And I'm looking yeah. through this and, God actually wants to connect with us in that way. And so for some people, you might connect with a friend by going to like a concert mm. together and just having that shared experience. But for others, it's in the, in the quiet of nature. And that's exactly how God wants to connect with us is think of a way that you'd want to connect with a friend and how you'd feel so close and, and connected. Yeah. It's all these different ways. And, and that's how God wants to relate to us. I think that's such mm. a cool thing. Mm. Oh, and when we look at the model of Jesus as well, like throughout his, his life, like Jesus, he sat with the people that you'd least expect for him to kind of be sitting with in terms of like, when we think of religious figures throughout history, this perfect model of like, you know, of, of perfection, like Jesus came and he sat alongside of people. Like he, he literally invited people to like, come sit with me. He came down at eye level with them. He was shoulder to shoulder with people. When we look at God, like God actually entered the world through like Jesus his one and only son as well. Like this is a personal, personal God. Um, so I think it does. It starts with actually, knowing how personally God wants to get to know you. And then when we have this conversation, really this chat, this cup of coffee with God throughout our week, throughout our day, um, throughout the times when things are, you know, messy and big and throughout just the little moments of time, again, just, just throughout your day, we can actually come before him and just be honest with him. Like God knows, like he knows what's going on in your life. He knows what's going on in your heart. This is what I believe. Um, and I think it's something incredible about the Christian faith is that if you're holding on to it, like God God knows all these things. Like we can actually be honest and open with him. Praying personally to God, I think, starts with being honest, but also starts with knowing how personally God wants to get to know you. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, thank you so much for your insight there. And moving on to this idea of praying persistently, I've just got this um, bit of scripture from Ephesians, Ephesians 6 verse mm. 18 that says, um, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And there's so, uh, a lot of different um, scripture within Paul's writing that just talks about like pray without ceasing yeah. and this idea that our life is, is in prayer. And so I guess persistent prayer or continuous prayer or whatever you could look at it, um, mm. like that's something that we, you know, we're called to do. Mm. So how do we pray persistently? Because um, that's your, you know, that's your second principle that you kind of shared with us. I, I just want to know how we can really help people to, yeah, understand how we could pray persistently, continuously, and be in that constant connection with God. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think like, you know, this is Jesus' is teaching his disciples, like he's saying shameless persistency, shameless audacity, like keep knocking, even when the result, the outcome you're not expecting or the outcome, the result that you want doesn't come your way. Like we know that we have our own idea of what we think we need, but at the end of the day, again, God, heavenly father wants to know you just like, you know, an earthly father, like we can pray persistently to him. And um, I think when we look at this question of like, how can we pray persistently? Like it's prioritizing prayer like you would that as if it was like a staple throughout your day, like prioritizing prayer, like you would, like you need dinner, you need breakfast, like you need a meal throughout your day. You need something that's going to fill you up at some stage. Like it's, it's praying persistently in the sense of like, Hey, within the rhythms of my life, like I'm actually not just making an effort, but I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to be prioritizing like as a part of, of not just like what I do, because for those of us who are followers of Jesus or Christians, it's not something I do because I'm a Christian. It's something I get to do because it allows me to grow and build my connection and relationship with my heavenly father. And at the same time in the process, I just believe we get to learn more about ourselves, more about others and more about God too. And I love that, that verse too from Ephesians um, Locke and even looking at Paul, I know this is a verse that we've talked about too. I think you were even using it a fair bit, uh, even within your work within the school last week, um, that Romans 8.15, um, you know, where Paul is talking about like this resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a child like, what's next, Dad? Like, I think Paul just emphasized again, like this life that we get to pursue with, with God is something that we can persistently be investing in, but also wake up every day, just like we would when we go to brush our teeth before we start the day before we have brekkie, like carving out that time in our day where we can just be persistently, like just going back to that time of connecting with God and actually just coming to him with, with hands open, just saying like, okay, God, like what's next? What do you have in store for me today? Like what's coming up? And that life is not a grave, timid life. Like it's adventurously expectant. And I just think there's such an excitement to that. I think that's the joy. I think that's the life-giving source of things. It's the patience and goodness, all those things that I know that I need within my life. Um, when, yeah, when, when I'm plugged into that and I know there are, there are days and there's times where I'm just like, I don't even invite God into things because it's just messy as like, I, I know I'm not always someone to do that. And I know in those days I'm, I'm worse off. Like I know I'm better off when I'm praying in a way where it's persistently and I can be shameless in my Mm. persistency as well in terms of coming to God and just going like, Hey, I know I didn't spend time with you yesterday. I missed that time with you today, but this is what this is what I want to bring to you. Like, God, what's mm. next? Um, I think as well, like not every time you spend with God needs to be on the mountaintop quietly with your Bible, with your journal. I yeah. think that's really important or, you know, actually seeking that time. And we've been talking about disconnecting to connect. So that's important. But I think as you see that persistent, well, like if you're getting yelled at by a boss or you're at a real like, um, like high pressure situation at work or at home, like you don't have sometimes 20 minutes to just go, I'm just going to go connect with God and come back. Mm-hmm. And so this idea that we have that time, we can carve that time, we make that part of our rhythm. Then in um, our regular life, we're, we're more equipped to, to pray and lean on God in that moment. And yeah, we're not maybe in our exact correct, um, you know, posture and place to connect with God, but mm-hmm. um, keeping that continual line of communication open yeah. when you just need 
God, just help me here. Like I, I literally yeah. need, I need your character. I need that mm. to overcome mm. me right it's now. Like spend time with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that can happen in, in a split second yeah. as well as it can on a week long retreat with God, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I think we, um, they're both important, but yeah, I think this idea of praying persistently is, is just in all little moments. It doesn't need to be a big grand thing. It's just a, um, can be a quick little prayer and just a, an acknowledgement of who God is at different points. Yeah. Just bring him into almost every facet like of your everyday. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Love that. And, and Riley, we'll move on to our last principle, which is about praying expectantly. And you mentioned a really cool Bible passage and that comes from the message version of the Bible and talking mm-hmm. about um, not living like a timid life, but being adventurously expectant mm-hmm. of what God is going to do. And I love that because, you know, we're talking about praying expectantly. And I think mm-hmm. it might be helpful to just to unpack what that word like expectant means. But then we can really talk about what it means to apply like expectant prayers into our prayer life and into just our life in general. I think that would be so cool to just really tie this conversation up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I think when it comes to praying expectantly as well, like it's a bold prayer, right? And I think even in how Paul's talking about it in Romans as well, like Paul is someone, I know we talk about it heaps here on the podcast and, and across you know, everything at Beyond Tea. Like Paul was someone who, because it's this is this is who Paul is. Like Paul was someone who once went around terrorizing Christians and became a follower of Jesus when he actually met the resurrected Jesus. And when you have the resurrected Jesus in front of your face, like that's going to be really hard to deny that this Jesus guy isn't real. So Paul lived this transformed life. And then I think it was really used by God to spread this message of hope as someone who was so just unqualified to do so. Like he was not the ideal person to do it. But I think part of part of Paul's life as well that we see so clearly, I think it's such a, it is, it's it's part of actually being a follower of Jesus, of being disciple, learner, student, pupil um, of Jesus is actually living a life knowing where your identity is placed, knowing who I am, knowing, you know, where you're going as well, living with this eternal perspective where you can say, hey, if this doesn't matter in heaven, like I'm not going to let it affect me here on on earth. What does matter is how I, how I speak to people, how I show kindness, um, how I, you know, use my own strengths and my own giftings to build other people up and actually point them back to this hope of the universe. And I think Paul so beautifully captures that and his life and his story um, captures that as well. And I think when it comes to just boldly praying with that expectancy, I think part of praying with that expectancy is also knowing like where your identity is placed. And also understanding that when it comes to faith, and I know we've said this um, here on the BTM as well, like when it comes to faith, faith isn't knowing the end of the story, like it's trusting in the one who does. So when we actually pray to God again, we can we can come before him, like how good is this? We can come before him and say, hey, God, this is what I need. But it's not just like, hey, this is what I like. I really need like, you know, this product, I need this thing to go my way. Like there's things in our life. And this brings in a big question of suffering too. Like there's things in our life that just quickly change or there's things that happen that we just go, Hey, where is God in that? God doesn't want us to not pursue him in those moments as well. Um, Cause I know for a lot of us, like I know for a lot of people you've prayed before and it was just unanswered prayers and like, things just didn't come the way you thought they would. And yet God invites us to pray to him expectantly, persistently keep knocking at the door. Because when we knock and when we ask, like we'll receive. Um, and in that, that's a boldness. Like I think that takes a courage, but ultimately again, that takes faith because faith isn't knowing the end of the story. And every time it's not knowing the outcome, things are out of our control, but we can actually trust the one who's in control. Like faith is trusting in the one who does know the end of the story. 
And I think when it comes to praying expectantly too, like I know this is something that I'm assuming and I'm pretty sure we've talked about it and knowing who you are, I think you're really good at it. But like even documenting your prayers as well. And I know for those of us who are contemplatives, um, you know, this is me like journaling, um, writing things down, noting things down, even writing down prayers that you've actually prayed to God too. Maybe this is a little bit outside of your style. Just noting down those prayers, even within the space of a season that's been really hard for you, you might see later on just what God has done within your life. When you look back on that journal, you look back on that notepad or that little, you know, couple of sentences you wrote on a sticky note and see like, hey, at that moment, this is what I was really expecting from God. But later down the track, this is what he showed me. I'm not saying this is the case for everyone um, in terms of that's, you know, what you're going to see every time. But I know through my experience, that has been the greatest kind of contributor to just pursuing my prayer life, pursuing a connection with God, or just at such a great encouragement. And I didn't even know it was a thing until I had somebody else kind of show me how they do it in their own life. Um, Cause I started to realize I could look back and just see like the fruit that was being produced, see myself in my lows, in my highs, but also just see so clearly that, Hey, God's actually doing, doing a work um, within my life, within those that I was praying for, in the life of those around me too. So I think documenting your prayers in that way or your conversations with God is actually something um, that's a really, yeah, it could be really fun, really exciting, but a really helpful thing to do as well. Yeah, that's so cool. I think that's a really neat way to kind of wrap up um, the podcast here. And I guess we really want to encourage you to, um, to go to our website, to check out your style if you haven't already. Um, but begin and really apply this and begin to pray in that style to try a few different things um to to experiment this is an awesome opportunity to to explore and to see how you do connect with god and to um to get things wrong a little you know but but to risk getting things right as well i think that's such a a beautiful invitation so yeah i want to really encourage you to to start um do something new do something you've never tried before or revisit something that you knew worked um and you know because this is all about getting to know god more and we can lean into him and we're going to learn more about him. We're also going to yeah. learn more about others and how they connect with yeah. God and ultimately learn about ourselves and how we can connect with God. And maybe um, you're in a real low point and this is like going to help just to equip you. Um, maybe you're at a real high point and you know that um, you just want to experience God more, whatever, wherever you are in your faith mm-hmm. journey, this is gold. This is good stuff. That's, yeah. that's just good to get a handle of. Yeah. Yeah. No, well put, well put. And it's just doing it too. Like, Again, like even when his followers and his disciples came to Jesus and asked him this question, like, yeah, we can pull three principles of prayer out of what he was talking about. But again, look, you talked about it. Like, it's not, it's not like this is the formula. This is the <laughs> recipe. Like, yeah, there's some key principles here. But again, this is our own unique way. Mm. We can leverage our style. We can leverage these spiritual pathways from the assessment. But at the end of the day, this is you connecting with your heavenly father who wants to get to know you personally. Um, and that's just such a big, you know, in terms of all the different worldviews in the world, different religions, everything like that. It's something that just separates the Christian faith from others is that you know, we really believe like there is a living God who wants to get to know you personally, who's present in your life right now. You can connect with him right now, even in your lows, even in giving thanks in your hearts. Um, and you can do that alongside of other people as well, which is really exciting. And I know we're going to explore that in further conversations and you've got style too. Yeah, too good, Riley. Thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. Thanks for Sunday. And uh, we'll see you around. Thank you so much for jumping on. Thanks, Lee.